Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast. Not with your host, Freddie Hall. He's not with us tonight. Uh, so I'm filling in as the host. So bear with me if the questions are a bit ropey, but, you know, I'm usually the uh, the answerer. But, you know, free agency has started. There's been a bit of a frenzy, but the biggest free agent signing so far is what we've made. George. George from George on Sports has come on board. I know Freddie wanted to announce it last week, but unfortunately you couldn't be with us because you, you're a very busy man when it comes to NFL. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Yeah. Welcome, mate. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, Freddie's not wrong. I'm, I've been, you know, trying to do as, as many things as I can. I'm a mad, mad, mad NFL fan. Um, and for people who don't know, I played the game in the UK for 11 years. I only just retired last year um, as a running back. So um, I'm all things NFL, as my wife would say. Um, and given, I know we're going to talk about it, but all the craziness that's been happening, my mind is is just all over the place right now, all the moves and the trades and um, some shocking ones, some some um, some ones I expected, but we'll get into that a bit later, I guess. Well, let's get some uh, headline news out of the way nice and quick. I didn't want to spend much time talking about this topic because I'm fed up of him. But Tom Brady announced that he's coming out of uh, retirement. He was only retired for 40 days. Uh, what's your reaction, guys? Adam, how do you feel about it? How horrible must his children be that it has only taken 40 days for him to come out of retirement um no i think it was wasn't it something to do with keeping if they wanted to keep ryan jensen wasn't it that that was basically had to do it otherwise he was going to disappear as well um yeah i mean great player been around forever spoken about this over and over and over <laughs> again and um you know these pete it's, it's brett Favre all over again all we're gonna do is we're gonna get is he gonna retire is he not gonna retire but you know nearly as boring it's, all, it's as, always uh, fun. it's Robinson. fun that he's in it, it's fun that he's in the league but you know give it a rest yeah <laughs> george what's your take on it mate uh you pleased to see I mean, him back <laughs> Rather stay I mean, retired. Yeah, mine's quite easy because I'm a Colts fan. So, you know, historically, I don't really like Brady. Um, credit to him, though, at 44 years old. I mean, most people towards the end of their career, if you look at Big Ben, etc., they kind of go trend downwards. Brady's going that way. So I can't really say too much apart from as long as he doesn't do too much damage to us, if we end up playing each other, then it's all good. Um, and I hope his wife can forgive him. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's it, about, that's it for Brady. You got to feel sorry for the uh, guy that bought his final touchdown ball for like half a million pounds. <laughs> yeah. you know? That's now yeah. worth nothing, really, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's dive into what essentially is March Madness for NFL. They've sort of trumped with everything that's gone. It's trumped the NCAA bracket selection of actual March Madness because there's been so much going on. Uh, Adam, what's been your biggest surprise so far? Um. Well. I, I think, for, for me, it's more about certain teams that haven't joined in with the party. So now I go. get to have a go at our new host. Um, Here we go. The Colts. <laughs> the Colts. What, what is going on with the Indianapolis Colts at the moment? They have got 60 million, 62 million, something like that, mm. of available cap space, and they're not really doing anything. I, I don't know 
if that's just because they're biding their time and they're waiting for something amazing to happen i'm not quite sure what the the plan is there i know there's a lot of talk of jimmy g being the one that they're going to go for <laughs> good luck with that um and uh you know there are still some some really good options out there like um you know alan robinson's still out there as a, mm-hmm. a wide receiver wouldn't be the worst uh, receiver in a position that the Colts do need um, as well. So I'm a little surprised with them. Um, I'm also a little surprised with the Raiders. I'm they, you know, they they've gone in for uh, on Max Crosby obviously and spent a lot of money on him. But they're another team that at the moment, uh, you know, they've got 27 million available cap space, so they've got plenty of money there. And um, for some reason. You know that they're in a division now, which is stacked, and they're the bottom of the rung of them four now. Um, especially given the moves that the Chargers have made, so I'm a little surprised that they haven't also gone out and got a receiver. You know that that's something that they're lacking at the moment. Um, so yeah, I think they're they're the two sort of aside from. Russell Wilson, which I think last week kind of took everyone a bit by surprise, including our main host, who, bless him, because it was live, nearly wet himself whilst it was going on. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I I think, I I don't know. I I just kind of feel like I'm I'm a little surprised that them two teams haven't got involved that much. Um, I suppose another one as well is the Ravens. You know, they've bought in one, but I I kind of, you know, it's these... These teams, especially in the AFC, because it's so stacked now that if you want to do anything, you've you've kind of got to spend big. And it kind of feels like these teams aren't really joining in the fun. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I'll save my Colts <laughs> talk for, I guess, a different... Unless you want me to go into the Colts now. I mean, I'm happy to go into the Colts right now, but... Um, there's a few guys for me who kind of surprised me, and I'm going to start with Cardinals um, sending Chase Edmonds to the Miami Dolphins. And the only reason why I say that is because all season long there was talk about the Dolphins needing a bigger back, someone who can get it over the goal line, um, someone who can you know pound the rock and get that first yard um, conversion. And Miles Gaskin just isn't that guy. There was so much talk about Miles Gaskin pre-season. So much so that it led me to draft him, and I drafted him and kept him for the whole season. I think similar to you, Adam. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So when they, when it's been announced, obviously James Conner has been extended at the Cardinals, and so uh, Chase Edmonds has now gone to the, to the Miami Dolphins. But my issue is he's a bit of a change of pace back for me, and Miles Gaskin isn't necessarily the slowest guy. But if you look at them physically, um, their skill set, there isn't too much difference. Although I would put Edmonds above Gaskin. So I'm just very confused as to why they've gone out and got someone like Edmonds, who is kind of the same kind of same kind of role. Um, another guy I'll mention, sticking with um, the Miami Dolphins, but they've also signed Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys, the wide receiver. Now that really does confuse me because the Cowboys have obviously sent Amari Cooper um, to the Browns for, I believe it was a fifth or sixth round pick, which caused quite a bit of uproar in the um, in the wide receiver community, being that Cooper is one of the best route runners in the game. Um, and that leaves them with Michael Gallup, who they've extended. Um, believe I don't remember some of the other guys that they do have. Uh, but 
to me, Cedric Wilson was one of the guys that stood out when the main guys went around. When Michael Gallup was injured, Cedric Wilson was, you know, he was balling out. So I was kind of thinking to myself, okay, well, if they've got rid of Amara Cooper, surely they're going to have to hang on to both Gallup and Wilson. But they've sent him to the Miami Dolphins. And I think the Dolphins have done well, to be fair, because I think he's quite a talent, um, Cedric Wilson. And if you flip over to the Dolphins, Devontae Parker hasn't been up to scratch for how many years now? Someone that I really did like. He has a size, he has the ability, he can go up and get it. I think he's like a great down to um, Alan Robertson, I would say. But yeah, I mean, the Dolphins have done well, so uh, credit to them. Um, on the subject of the Colts, do I really want to go into the Colts right now? <laughs> they have done nothing but disappoint me. Um, yes, Ballard is a great GM, so I thought. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, he, I think he's starting to rub, rub team, uh, guys on the team the wrong way. When your main guy, Darius Leonard, is having to complain and, and like tweets from the Jags about going all in and things like that, it's not looking great. He's already complaining, as as is every other Colts fan, about us having our fifth quarterback or sixth quarterback in sixth season. Different quarterback, that is. It's not how you win championships. You can't do that and then have owner Jim Irsay tweeting cryptic stuff and putting out videos saying we're going to go all in, and then you do absolutely nothing aside from let guys go in at one of our uh, one of our guards, and then you you re-sign Mo Ali Cox, who, in my opinion, is a is a very underutilized weapon. He is ginormous. They don't call him Gigantor for no reason, right? You never target him in the red zone, so I don't know why we're re-signing him. He is slow as anything. But I do like him as a backup. So we need to sign another tight end. Um, and the other guy we've only recently re-signed today is Zaire Franklin. I don't know what we're doing. I really don't know what we're doing. Every single person that we had um, supposedly serious targeting, Evan Ingram has now been signed. DJ Chark has now been signed. Um... Jimmy Garoppolo, his is a different case because now the report is they're too scared of the shoulder surgery, which means he won't be able to throw a ball until July. The season starts in September. I don't know what we're doing. Does Sean Watson turn down the chance to speak to us? Well, the Texans did because they don't want an interdivision trade, and I understand that. Aaron Rodgers has obviously stayed put. He was always going to stay put. Russell Wilson, I guess, didn't want to come over to... In fact, I'm sure Ballard probably said, no, he's too expensive. and We don't have any first-round picks as it is. Um... Now there's talk of Garoppolo, Marcus Mariota, who I do not want. Um, there's also talk of Matt Ryan now because he's a vet. And I don't want Matt Ryan either. He's trending downwards. <laughs> Only person that I want is Derek Carr. And obviously, the, the, the noise around the room is Derek Carr's too expensive. The only thing that I'm keeping, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for is Pete Carroll, who's 71, pushing 77. Needs to, he needs to retire, firstly. Um, the Seahawks came out and said that Russell Wilson was going nowhere. Lo and behold, Russell Wilson goes to the Broncos. So if it's a case of we're either waiting to see, because the 49ers are about, I think one of you guys mentioned it, about 20 million over the cap. So it could be the case that we get Jimmy Garoppolo on the cheap. If that's the case, fine, maybe. Um, but I want Derek Carr. I don't know what we're doing. I'm getting incredibly frustrated. Every single team is is making moves aside from like this, this, the Steelers and maybe the Raiders that you mentioned and um, and Baltimore. And we just, I mean, for a team that flamed out against the worst team in our division, in the Jags, in the way that we did, we lost to the Raiders, lost to the Jags, flamed out our entire chances, wasting someone like Jonathan Taylor. It's not on. I don't know how, and I know I'm going on, but I just can't bring myself to, to, I I just can't understand what we're doing as an organization when you have someone like JT, who is the best running back in the league, yet you cannot afford, you you can't, we have the most cap space in the league. What on earth are we doing? 
I'll leave it there because I'll just I won't stop. But <laughs> I mean, they're, 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 go on, Adam. Just, just, just breathe. It'll be like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but no. the, the two, the two teams that Adam mentioned, the Colts and the Raiders, said they'd stay quiet. Maybe they have stayed quiet because there is some deal being done for Derek Carr, and they don't because it's not finalized. They don't want to do anything else until it's done. Maybe who knows? Derek can, Carr can I? Can I just say, I do think there is actually, this is a bit of a tenuous link, but I do actually feel there is a world in which you do get Derek Carr. Because okay. with Deshaun Watson, he's come out and said, hasn't he, that there's there's four teams that he's basically spoken to. And one of them is the Browns. Now, if he, if the, if he decides to go with the Browns, they're not going to keep Baker Mayfield. No. So, when it comes to Baker Mayfield, the one guy who was really keen on Baker Mayfield was Josh McDaniels, who happens to be now at the Raiders. So it does, there is a potential link there where it, it could happen and that mm -hmm. Derek Carr could become available. He is the type of quarterback that you need. I think you need someone who is that little bit better than Jimmy Garoppolo um, because you're yeah. in that position where. You know, you, that defense is only going to get older now. Um, you know, you've got the run game, and it, it just kind of feels like it's something that needs to happen. So, yeah. Hopefully, man, ugh, something's got to give. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, most of the uh, free agency I feel so far has been a lot of O line moving on. Uh, I know it's a position that I feel like a lot of teams need to address. There's been a lot of guys moving around. Uh, I know the, the Bengals, I feel like they've done really well in, in, in picking up some guys. Um, I also think uh, the Jaguars have even also done very well at, at shoring up their O-line a bit. Uh, but for, for you guys, who do you think's made the best deal so far? All right. So, I'll, I'll, no, go on. You, you guys. Go for it. I'll let you. So, for me, it was a different player up until today when... Randy Gregory made a U-turn from signing with the Cowboys and going back and <laughs> going to Denver Broncos. And the reason I say that is because I know it's a 70 million five-year deal, same he would have had at the Cowboys. But the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. They've landed him. Um, they've also sent, they also sent, uh, I forget the name of the the um, tight end. They sent Noah Fant the other way. No I've heard of a couple of other players and some picks, two picks this year, two picks next year, and I think another one at some other point. But the Broncos aren't that far away. When you've upgraded that quarterback to someone like Russell Wilson from Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, who are massive drop-offs compared to Russell Wilson, you then look at the offensive side of the ball. You've got one of the better one-two punches in terms of running back with Javante Williams and uh, Melvin Gordon, someone I completely love. And I don't know if they will keep him or not, actually, because I, I felt like he should have gone to the Bills or the Falcons. However, you then look at the wide receivers. Um, you have guys like Tim, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, who I think is, and I, and I know all the analysts have been saying it, but I think this is his time to shine with an actual quarterback who can locate him the ball. Um, they've got Albert O in, in terms of the tight end. Obviously, Noah Fant has gone the other way. Um, a couple of other receivers as well. Cortland Sutton. They KJ have a great... Hamler. KJ Hamler, who's very underrated. They have a great offense, but even their defense, a young and up and coming. Patrick Sutton the second is a gem. He is lights out. You've got Chubb, who hasn't been great um, on the D-line on, on one side, but you pair him with someone like um, Randy, who will no doubt 
um, you know, it it will change. It will, it will make it will make him play better. Quite essentially, I mean, you you can't compare it. But if you look at the charges with um, Joey Bosa and now um, Khalil Mack, I mean, it's it's a force to be reckoned with. So I just feel like you add that you add that piece into the puzzle for the for the Broncos defense. Nathaniel Hackett at the helm, they've got a lot going for them. They really really do. And I don't know what the odds are right now, but I can see them being with a shot within a shot for the Super Bowl. So it's definitely Randy for me. Yeah, I, it's very, very, I, I kind of agree, but I, I suppose it's more the Russell Wilson uh, trade. It's not really free agency, but it's, it is difficult yeah. to kind of get away from that. Mm. I think just that everything that the, um, that they are doing at the moment is, is pretty, you know, pretty impressive. They're really giving it a, a good go. I mean, at the moment, they're eleven to one to win the whole thing. Which, um, you know, there's there's no way that they were that before Russell Wilson mm-hmm. came in. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say, for me, there there are a couple that are, are very good deals. Um, I think the JC Jackson one to the Chargers is an incredible deal for a player who's I think they said that he's had the most interceptions in the last four years is it is that the yeah. stat yeah um, I wasn't I wasn't aware of him really so yeah so I mean he he is definitely someone who is very impressive and and the deal is um it's expensive but you know, anyone any good is going to be expensive, and there's even some that aren't very good that are expensive as well. So yeah. um, that one stood out to me. And the other one that really stood out to me, which you're going to love, Andrew, is um, Hassan Riddick to uh, to Philly. Yeah, I I can't remember how many players there are. I think there's three or four players that have had more sacks than him over the last couple of seasons, and they're pretty big names. Um, and yeah, he's been he's been great. Uh, he was really good at Arizona in his last year. He was really good last year as well. And you, you just sort of think Philly are a team who seem to be cherry picking players now, and uh, and they're doing quite well. And they've still got, I think they've still got a bit of space to go out and um, potentially go out and get a few more. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty. I thought that was a pretty good one, but um, yeah, it's it's very difficult to get away from just the whole Denver Broncos, uh, yeah. you know, movement that there's been throughout this sort of free agency and trades and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, what would you think, Andrew? Who's your biggest uh, uh, best well, deal? Well, for me, it's it's probably more like a team, like you're saying. And for me, I'm, I've been really impressed with what the Chargers have done. Yeah. Um, mm. It's. I mean, they're definitely moving up on my radar as one to watch. You, you know, you, you're re-signing uh, Mike Williams. Uh, you bring in Sebastian Joseph Day. You get Khalil Mack. You add in uh, J.C. Jackson. You know, they're not. They're not. They're not small names, are they? They're all massive names. They've got Justin Herbert on a nice rookie contract who knows how to throw mm. the ball around. That defense is super strong now. Um, so yeah, just the deals that they've done and what they've managed to bring in for me has been uh, a big, big eye opener. They look like they've they're, they're almost like they want to stamp their authority a little bit in in LA, like uh, the Rams have done. Uh, Adam, what you're, I know you've always said that you didn't like the business that the Rams did, but do you feel like now other teams are looking at that and maybe doing a sort of similar thing. Yeah, I, I think like 
it, it's a well-known thing, isn't it? In the NFL, you see what someone does, it works, mm-hmm. therefore you copy it. <laughs> you know, it's it's not an uncommon thing to happen. Um, yeah, I think I think that is something that you're going to see more and more of. I think, unfortunately, my team seem to be doing it a little bit now as well. And it's um, it, it's just something that seems to be how the NFL is going to work. I think since Brady moved to the Bucks, it's it's been a template and it's worked two years in a row. So, you know, mm-hmm. you it, it's difficult to argue against it. Um, I think the thing with the Rams that was a little bit different for me was that they have literally just thrown away draft picks. Whereas for yeah. I feel like a lot of these moves, they're free agency moves. So you, you kind of expect it to happen. It's not a surprise. The reason the Chargers can do it is because they had a load of money to spend. So it's not so much of an issue for me this way, whereas for the Rams was a bit different. Um, But yeah, I I think you're going to start seeing this a bit more. Um, The one thing I would say, I I am a little surprised with some of the contracts, especially the wide receiver ones. I feel like in the last few years, we have seen quite a lot of guys come out of the draft and been hits. You know, they haven't... They haven't been bad. They've been pretty good. And it feels like you can get yourself a wide receiver at a, a much cheaper rate through the draft that's going to hit. And it's almost becoming a bit like running backs in, in the draft, mm. where these guys uh, are doing really well. So why are you going out and spending all this money on wide receivers? Now, don't get me wrong. There's some wide receivers that you definitely pay for. But there have been a few that you sort of think to yourself, you know, I mean, like the Christian Kirk one. I think that's the one that's got the most attention purely because when you actually look at it, you sort of think, what record has this guy had in his last three, four years that makes you think he's worth 17, 18 million a year? And that's that's Mm -hmm. even before any bonuses. So, you know, and I, I get that it's the Jags and that it's difficult to get people to play there because who wants to play for the Jags and all that sort of thing. But it, it just kind of feels a little bit strange. I think that's where it's been a bit odd. But the rest of this whole, I actually think there's been a lot of good deals. I think a lot of them have been quite sensible um, mm. and have, you know, it's almost like it's been teams needing certain positions and they've gone and got them. And I don't know if that might be because of all the problems with COVID and the money being a little bit less and it's almost like made them be a little bit more sensible about things. But um, yeah, I, I do feel like some of the wide receivers just don't don't need to be paid as much as what they are. Yeah. I think it's interesting you mentioned... Oh, sorry, Andrew. Um, just on the back of that, Adam, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned Kirk because I actually liked what the Jags have done as a whole um, from bringing in Doug Peterson to... You mentioned Christian Kirk and I do agree. They've definitely overpaid without a doubt. But mm. I think to your point, the cap the cap has gone up. So I guess, and there's obviously oh. new TV deals. Amazon are a player in the game now. Um, I don't know why they spent so much money on him. And then you've got guys like Devontae Adams who are earning less, which is obviously why he's decided to not play on the franchise tag. Um, but I do think, I mean, bringing Christian Kirk, he's a deep threat. I like him. Um, I actually do like Zay Jones from the Raiders as well, who they've brought in too. Evan Engram, I know we haven't seen a lot from him, but when you have players in bad positions, like he was in, in the, at the Giants, I think you can kind of forget what their talent actually is or what they can actually do. 
Um, so bringing him in, who was a Colts target as well, is also a great deal. Uh, but they've also brought in offensive tackle Cam Robinson, um, Brandon Sheriff from the Commanders, another another um, guard Tyler Shatley. They've brought in a few a few pieces that I just feel like will steady the ship, will at least get them. I don't know five wins p- 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 uh, potentially. I don't know something around that. I just I just like I like how they've decided to try and revamp themselves. I like the look of it. Let's not forget Travis Etienne as well, who didn't even play last season. Yeah. Um, now, we, I think we've all all kind of uh, noted this. Adam just said it then. We don't really feel like there's been any bad moves so far in free agency. Everybody who's been picked up, we're kind of like giving a bit of a tick and saying, yeah, that looks all right. But is there any players that have gone or been let go or during this period that you've gone, I'm really not sure about that. What are they doing? What's going on? Yeah, I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't understand. I, I I understood what the Chicago Bears were doing, and now I don't understand what the Chicago Bears are doing. So I understood mm. when they got rid of Khalil Mack because he's a bit older yeah. and he, his production is sort of waning a little bit. I get it. And the, the argument was we're going to go for a, have a bit of a younger team, be a little bit, you know, go through the draft and all that sort of thing. And then they went out and signed Larry Ogunjobi on a mm. three-year, forty million pound deal, and I was a little bit like, "This doesn't make a lot of sense to me." Because, mm. don't get me wrong, I think he's a great player um, and was really good for the Bengals last year, and has been good for a long time. Um, but when you want to get younger, it's a three-year deal, and I, I just don't quite get the. You know, if, you, if you're going to bring people in and you've got Justin Fields, who's younger, do they yeah. think that, you know, so it's, you only bring this guy in if you think you're going to win. Mm. I mean, do they think they're going to win? In which case, if they thought weird. they were going to win, why did they get rid of Khalil Mack? You know, yeah. it's it's a weird signing. So nothing against the player, but I, I do find that one a, a slightly odd one. Not Not sure about that at all. I think um, I forget his name. The Bear, the new Bears GM, who was actually an ex Bears player, I forget his, his name escapes me. But he's come in and he's basically, I think he's tried to flip this on its head. In the same way that the Raiders used Khalil Mack as trade collateral to send them to the Bears, um, the Bears I think are kind of doing the same thing. But you, it, it's odd because you bring in a guy like um, Ogan Joby and it's like three years, forty million. It's a lot of money. You have other areas you need to prioritize, especially with someone like Justin Fields. Like it doesn't really make much sense. So I'm completely with you on that one. But for me, it's a bit of a random one. I think it was announced today or probably yesterday. The bill signing JD McKissick from the Commanders. I don't really understand it. It's it's quite a random one. He's someone I like to call like a scat back, right? He's small, shifty. Um, he, you know, he can create space in small pockets, and we've seen what he can do in in, in bursts last year. But they obviously have. Um, they have, I forget even, Singletary, who only came on strong towards the end of last season. Other than that, he wasn't effective at all. And again, there was talk over and over again about why is Josh Allen their number one running back? You cannot be putting his body on the line. He is your future. You need to kind of, you know, draw back the QB runs a little bit, stop the contact. And that's where you have your bigger bodied running back, i.e. Melvin Gordon, to do that work for you. Um, so you have him. You have um, Moss as well, who I don't think they're so high on, who hasn't really done too much. He could have been that guy. He could have been that that change of, you know, slightly bigger bodied, one couple, one or two yard conversion guy. Hasn't really worked out. So bringing in um, 
JD McKissick from the Washington Commanders. I, I, I'm not too sure what I don't really get what that's about. I mean, if they don't, if they do go ahead and move forward with Singletary, I do think it's a bit of a mistake because Josh Allen is going to find himself hurt pretty soon and they're going to regret that. Yeah, I mean, I've got a friend who's quite a big Bills fan, and I know when I was talking about their running back positions, there's two names that always spring to mind with me. Uh, it's it's Melvin Gordon and it's Marlon Mack. I still can't believe how Marlon Mack oh, is wow. not with another team. I, I think he's a real talented back. Um, I, as a Giants fan, I'd love to bring him in to back up Saquon for when he gets hurt. So we've got a, a start of day one. So, yeah, real confusing yeah. what they're doing at running back at the Bills. They've not just not managed to get that right over the last sort of three or four years, really. It's, 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 it's a bit of a shocker. There was some other news that I thought was a bit shocking, uh, and it was the it came out today. It was the release of Miles Jack at, at Jacksonville. Uh, it's, it's a position that I felt at linebacker that they needed some extra power at. So um, I know they brought in someone in free agency, but yeah, I thought that was a bit of an odd one. Yeah, Miles Jack has been a—he's been a really good player, isn't he, for them for a long time now. And um, I, I don't know exactly how much he was going to cost them, but you—you um, you kind of feel like it—it's not really. I mean, like they've still got thirteen million space, so you, you do sort of think to yourself, you know, could you not have done something there? It does. It feels like a strange one. Maybe they're looking at. Um, refreshing it getting someone new in in that position but it, mm. it did feel a little bit strange to me i must admit it is weird um especially because i think you i've mentioned you look at who they've been bringing in over the last few days they've been very active one of the more active teams actually um and i think that's with obvious reason when you're a team as bad as they were you have to do something which is why i can't understand why the coach just aren't doing anything not that they're a bad team but they're right now they look like trash we look like trash and we just look awful. Um, I, won't, I won't go into that again, but yeah, I mean, he's a great guy. He'll get picked up without a doubt. I don't know where he ends up. It won't be the Colts because we've resigned a couple of our guys now. Um, it's a strange one. It is a strange one, but sometimes, and again, these guys have more insight than we do. Um, and obviously they have plans elsewhere for these players and maybe they bring somebody else in. But Mars Jack is a weird one because he's... He's someone who makes a difference in your defense. Put it that way. He may not be, you know, he may not be the guy who flies from sideline to sideline every single play, but he's he's definitely a baller without that. Did Miles Jack play inside linebacker? Um, I'm not too sure to be honest what with you. I don't position? know. He's, he's la- he's, he was he's line- a linebacker. linebacker. I'm not yeah, sure where he was. Linebacker. Yeah. yeah, they he's have they have brought in someone called Foy Alukan from the Atlanta yeah. Falcons, um, who's yeah. a linebacker. You know, so maybe. Maybe that's the theory. Just bring someone else in who, who... both the same age as well, aren't they? Both twenty six. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's not even an age problem there. No. This brings me to a, this brings me to another topic. When I'm looking at, it. I did say before that um, there's been a lot of day one has been very heavy for offensive line. The Giants have made two veteran moves and bringing in uh, Glowinski and uh, John. Feliciano, so that's going to strengthen up that. We've seen, like I said, the, the Jags have made moves, three moves on offensive line. There are lots of teams that are at the top of that uh, draft market, um, early draft picks. Um, do you think this is going to elevate all those big defender names in the draft and see those two, Evan Neal and Icky, drop in the draft mm. slightly and maybe teams aren't, aren't going to go after a rookie? I'll let you go, Adam. Yeah, I mean, it's... 
it is a weird one, isn't it? Because obviously there was a lot of O-line guys that were touted as being towards the top of the um, the draw, and and also it it kind of feels like um, O-line and edge rusher is quite heavy in this draft as well. Like there's there's a quite quite far back. You know, yeah, it's like you, you, six guys that are real top mm. class, So yeah, yeah, but but also you're going to get guys in like the second, third round that are also decent at that position. Um, so it it does kind of feel almost a little bit a little bit odd that people have gone that way in in free agency to go for the O line guys. But yeah, the fact that they have. I mean, it would make you think that the the defensive guys will probably, especially the D line guys, will will come up a bit more. Maybe you might find a couple of the corners might come up a bit more in the draft as well. I I think just you know that they're the sort of positions, aren't they, that that people mm-hmm. go for in the draft a little bit more often. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it it might make a difference. I, it, it is a bit surprising, but I suppose. There's a lot of O linemen already in the league that people like, and they're not. Then it's not like they're massive money, are they? I mean, it's like mm. I can't remember how much Feliciano cost you, but obviously, like Glowinski is a three-year, twenty million contract. It, it doesn't feel that massive. So, mm. I think yeah. just off the back of off the back of what you're saying, Adam, there was a I forgot who it was. I think it might be the GM or a head coach in the league who basically said, if we can go out and get someone who's proven, who is a vet who's shown us he can do it, why on earth are we going to risk, you know, picking someone up in the draft and potentially have them be be trash or be bust when we know we can just pick up this guy here? So you say Glowinski, there you go as an example. I know he's leaving the Colts to go to the Giants, but I think you mentioned it earlier with quarterbacks. The whole Brady and Stafford has created a big... And I, I, I've had this conversation with a few different people whether teams are willing to go after the vets or go all in for the vets who are more experienced. And I think it's kind of trickled down slightly to the offensive guys that you're talking about or the bigger guys on the line where teams know they have a need and they're more than willing to go after that if they can go after someone who's proven and done it before as opposed to taking that chance on someone from the draft. But on the flip side, you mentioned the draft is full of a lot of good edge rushers. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, obviously everyone, his name's on everyone's tongue. Uh, but also Source Gardner, who's a cornerback, as well. And you mentioned whether corners, and there's a lot of talk about corners too. So I think it's it's a bit of both. Yeah, edge rushers, defensive guys, corners. We're going to be are definitely going to see themselves rise. Like there's a safety, um, Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame, which is a college team that I follow. He's one of the freakish athletes that I've seen for his position. He's lengthy, he's quick. He can probably, blitz probably the best player well. in the draft. It's unreal. It's unreal. So. I think it's, yeah, it's going to be an exciting one. And I feel like I say this every season, but I feel like next season is going to be the best season ever. I just say it every time because you look at all the moves that are happening and it technically free agency opens tomorrow, right? Um, Wednesday 16th. And you've seen all the moves that have happened so far. And then you look at the guys that are in the draft. I've almost forgotten about the guys that are in the draft because of all the madness that's happening with the trades and the free agency and everything else. Tom Brady has obviously made a return. I know we don't really want to talk about him. But come September, I think there's going to be a lot of fireworks. A lot of fireworks. And I'll just say this. The AFC West is the most loaded division in the entire NFL. Fact. Yeah, easily. It's it's it's, it's the elite 
one, isn't it? Um, talking about something else that's going to affect the draft. I mean, he's not here to defend himself, but I feel like it's a topic that probably is, is good to discuss. Uh, Mitch Trubisky to the Steelers. Um, Freddie will put his point of view in. He still feels like the Steelers will draft uh, Willis. Um, what's your guys' take on this? What, how, do you feel like this was a good move? Let's throw this at you first, George. So, I listen to so many different NFL podcasts, so I hear so many different takes, and a lot of them are quite similar. And the one thing I kept and, and consistently hear about uh, Trubisky is he's going to get some decent money and he's going to be a starter somewhere. And I know they're not always right. They're never right. They can't always be right. They're only human. But the fact that Mitch obviously backed up Josh Allen in um, uh, Buffalo, that's that. I don't know why he didn't really play that much, but that has a lot of credibility to it. And the fact that he worked with Brian Dable, who's obviously now with the Giants um, as head coach, there, there was just so much buzz around the league that it's weird. You can almost talk someone into more money just by mentioning his name over and over again. It, it, honestly, it feels that way with Mitch. We've seen what he can do when he was with the Bears. Credit, he wasn't in the best situation. He did play that one game um, against the Bears, funnily enough, when he was with the Bills, and he actually did all right. Uh, I don't remember if they won the game or not. I think they did. However, um, as for the Steelers, obviously they've they've gone out and, and got him. I don't. I, do I see him as their full time replacement? I don't. I really don't. I I know there's all the hype about Mitch and he can do certain things, but I just can't see him being their starter for the next however many years. I can't. Um, I forget the name of the guy they've already got. Um, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Wayne Haskins. He's played. No, well, oh yeah, both of them. Dwayne Haskins, obviously, I don't. I, there, there was a quote from um, Mike Tomlinson saying that you know Dwayne Haskins is the truth. That's a lie. Stop lying. We know you're lying. They do it all the time. That's not the truth. Um, Mitch, I don't know. I think I don't think I don't think the Steelers will end up going for a guy like um, um, Willis. I, I, I just can't see it happening. I feel like if anyone, that's probably the Steel, uh, the Seahawks who might go down that route, but. As far as is Mitch going to be the, the starting quarterback for the Steelers moving forward, I don't think so. But then on the flip side, why would you drop? Why would you? Why would you trade him in the first place if he's, if that's not the plan? I mean, you have three guys on the roster now. I don't. I don't really know what the plan is to be honest with you. Yeah, it's. Um, I look as a Green Bay fan, I want him to succeed just because it annoy the Bears fans, <laughs> won't it? So, yeah, you know, yeah, um... yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I actually, I, I think the reason is that there's been all this hype around him is that the quarterbacks coming out of in the draft this year are, are kind of considered not to be that great. Now, I, I get the feeling that might be more because um, the quarterbacks that we've had in the last couple of years have been amazing rather than the fact that they're actually not awful so uh, I think because of that you've got someone who has already played so he's kind of got a bit of history there's this sort of narrative behind Mitchell Trubisky that um, Matt Nagy never Mm. used him the right way that he the way that he played in um, you know at college was you know he was much better under the head coach at college than what he was with ever was with Nagy so Mm. I think there is that kind of um feeling behind it 
I also think it was probably a bit of a PR exercise from his agent trying to boost the market yeah. a little bit. And it, it worked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he got paid. Is it, well, is it a guaranteed contract or is it an incentive? It's got to be incentive based, right? I'm I'm not sure what it is, but it's I mean it, it's two years and it's it's seven million a year. So it, I it, yes, he got paid, but he didn't get paid. You know, real no. starting quarterback money. Um, yeah. And when it comes for the Steelers, I think it's a no-brainer. I really do. I mean, you might as well bring him in because <laughs> you haven't got anything else there at the moment. You know, Mason Rudolph, no matter what they say, is clearly not capable. No. Um, Dwayne Haskins. To be honest, he's played a little bit at Washington. It was a bit of a nightmare for him. So you don't really know what you've got with Haskins because yeah. he doesn't—he hasn't really played. Only like the Ohio State crazy fans, the guy to my left, would know about um, <laughs> would know about him. So uh, yeah, I mean, you don't—you don't really know what you got with him. But the problem with him is seems to be him seems to be the problem. Yeah, you're um, right. Yeah. So so that's an issue. Um, I don't think they go for Willis. I, I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, since Russell Wilson's gone, it makes sense to me that he goes to Seattle. I mean, maybe maybe I'm missing something, but it really does. It, it feels a little bit like a, a budget version of Russell Wilson. So, mm. you know, it, it wouldn't be the craziest place for Willis to end up. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a bit of a no-brainer for the Steelers. They've got him for two years have a shot he might be good and if he is then great because that's going to annoy all the Bears fans definitely a bridge fallback isn't he yeah um, so I don't want to interrupt but this isn't really breaking news because it's, it's I don't really even know who the guy is but Colts <laughs> have um, agreed a one year deal with former Raiders cornerback Brandon Faison and I, 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 I'll tell you this the first comment says who is that that's what and I, I, I don't, I don't, I've never seen him before. Don't really know who he is. But let's hope that you know Ballard and, and Frank Reich have, have spotted the next, you know, JC Jackson or something, and have brought him in on a. But a one-year deal was a prove-it deal, so can't be that great. Anyway, yeah, thought I'd stick that in there. Still doesn't do anything for the Colts. I'm still sitting here sulking. <laughs> I'm still upset. I'm still angry. I'm still depressed, and I don't know what we're doing with our lives. So. Can, yeah, can I just say, it, it it was worth bringing you on board just purely for these last couple of days. It's been great fun. <laughs> honestly, like, I'm just, I'm honestly, yeah, just for, for my last word of, of the Colts, I'm just genuinely shocked at what Ballard is doing. I'm speaking to a couple of people over at the Colts in Indianapolis at the minute who are like diehard fans. And the word is that players and the fans are starting to lose their hope with Ballard. I mean, he was one of the most respected guys in the league. Still probably is. Um, and like you say, he might be, there might be something, you know, something up his sleeve in terms of Derek Carr. The Raiders have been quiet too, aside from Zay Jones. Maybe there's something about, you know, them and like you said, the Colts and the Raiders trying to do a deal. But as far as it stands, I'm just absolutely mortified at what is going on. I, 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 there's, there's having the most cap space and being conservative with money and, you know, pleasing Jim Mersey and being the finance man. But there's the other side where you don't even make the playoffs with seven pro bowlers on your roster. That's embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing to the Jags who had Urban Mayer and didn't even have a head coach towards him. Like, what is... Yeah. I, yeah. No. My, my dad's a big Colts fan and I haven't heard from him 
for like a week and a half and he usually like yeah. rings me all the time to tell me yeah. what's going he either rings me to tell me that he doesn't like what the Colts have done uh and I try and convince him that it's a good idea or he and I I've heard nothing from him so yeah I need to find go. out what's going on with him as well but yeah so uh another another quick topic I don't know if anybody's seen the videos you know I brought up in the group, Adam laughed at me. Um, Colin Kaepernick's been working out with Tyler Lockett. Mm. Why? I'm not... Oh, they... I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Tyler Lockett's name. Colin Kaepernick won't be back in the league. I, I know people... It's not going to happen. <laughs> no one's going to sign him. Let's just get put that out there. Good that he's staying in shape, though. However, the, the Tyler Lockett one is interesting because there was talk about Tyler Lockett being one of the puzzle pieces being shipped out of... And, and we're talking full, re, um, full rebuild for the, for the Seahawks. Because obviously, I know you've got DK there. You don't really have much of a run game. You've got Rashard Penny. I don't know who who, who backs him up. But there was talk about Ross, um, Lockett leaving as well. And he's a great receiver. He is really, really good. And he would be he would do well with the Colts, to be fair. Um, but again, he's going to be too expensive for, for Ballard to, to put his hands into his pocket. So let's forget that. I don't know why. I, don't, I, th- I do think it's common that a, a past and, and present NFL players, they do work out together. Um, so you do see that, and a lot of these channels will normally put it out there to try and ins- to try and insinuate one thing or another. When really, obviously, Kaepernick won't be signed, but Lockett may be moving on. I don't know. Um, that one is a bit. It's a bit interesting. Yeah, I'm. I'm not even going to mention no. about the Colin Kaepernick thing. It's just you on a wind up like normal. So you know. <laughs> uh, and another one for for you, Adam. Obviously, we saw. Um, Devontae Adams say he won't play another franchise tag. We've seen him reject the first offer that they've given him. You haven't got any money to play with. Mm-hmm. How, what do you think is going to happen with this deal? Uh, well, first of all, I, I beg to differ when you say we haven't got any money to play with. We're only minus six million now. Sorry, not thousand. That would have been nice, wouldn't it? Six million. Um, is that after the Rogers? Um, that is after deal? the Rogers deal. All <laughs> yeah. oh, right. So you're still all oh, right. Okay. So um, I would expect Jair Alexander to get uh, another contract, which will push the money further down the line. Um, I think there will be um, a few others. I think Randall Cobb, they're talking about, they're not going to bring him back on the 9 million uh, contract, but they're going to bring him back on a much smaller one. So that will bring the money down. Um, I think, I think actually they've been quite um, clever with what they've done with the money. They've mm-hmm. done they've done quite well. I think once the the uh, decision was made that they were going to go in with Rogers and that Rogers was going to go in with them, um, I, I think you have to kind of go all in to a, to a certain extent that you can't not do it because otherwise it, it's just going to be a disaster. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, I think they'll, they'll get it done. They've got until the, I think it's the, is it the 15th of July? I read that they've got until then bef- that they have yeah. to sign him before. Um, but to be honest, this is his first franchise tag. So if he doesn't want to play, he's just going to get franchise tagged again, isn't he? So, you Ooh, know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, of him holding out. <laughs> The one thing I'd quickly say, I think the Packers have learned from last year and everything that went on with Rodgers. If he holds out, I understand he deserves to be paid, and he does, 
if he holds out, he's going to look like the bad guy in this situation, I think. Whereas for last year, Rogers played them like a bit of a fiddle. And it, it really wasn't, you know, Rogers was the good guy and the organisation was the bad guy. This is different. And I think if he holds out, it's not going to look good for him. Do you know what? I don't, I think the other way around, actually. I think um, that if he does hold out, he's, I think he, I think he probably should because he leads the league, I think, in the last two or three years and most, most, most catches. I mean, you're, you, I mean, you're, you're the Green Bay fan, but. Are you saying I'm biased? Just, what are you trying to say? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just think a guy, a guy, a guy like Devontae Adams, who we know what he is. We don't need to even discuss what he is. We know what he is. He's top two, top three wide receiver in the league. And that's a fact. Obviously, they were going to pay Aaron Rodgers. We know that. And there was going to be no debate over that. But this is when the other issues start to crop up. You, you have to let guys go. And you're still under, you're, you're still over the cap, right? I think, what are you, six million or something? Yeah. Devontae Adams is making less money than Christian Kirk. Just let that sink in. That is not, yeah, that no. is not correct. The only person I think making more money than him is um, Hopkins. And I think maybe Julio Jones. Or he might be underneath Devontae. I'm not entirely sure. And... Jones is done. He's washed. He's he's you know his career is is, is finished. It's not going to happen anymore for him. Um, and you have one shot at this. He's I think he's twenty nine. If I'm not in, if I'm not correct, I think he's twenty nine. Yeah. As a wide receiver, he needs to hold out because he needs that money. And I would if I was him. I'm not him obviously, but I would definitely hold out. Um, and what that does for the pack is bad for you guys. If he pulls out, it's really bad for you guys because it almost at that point you've lost MVS. Alan Nazard has been, I think he's been tendered, so people can match yeah. his offer if they want to. I don't really no know. One, I mean, no, one, Equin- no one's Equin- matching. Equinemia St. Brown <laughs> is trash. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I even feel like, to a, I, don't, I don't think this will happen, but obviously you've got AJ Dillon, who, you know, he's got the big legs and he's all right and all that, and you pair him with, um, you pair him with, how can I forget his name? Aaron Jones. Yeah. And they make a great combo, although the split was a bit more 50-50 this year than people were thinking. Um, yeah, if he holds out, it's bad news for you guys. Really bad news. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I I disagree with what he's doing, just on the case of the fact that although if he wants to call himself the number one wide receiver or if we want to call him the number one wide receiver, he's definitely in the conversation. He's got to understand what's going on at Green Bay and understand that the money isn't there. And what's more important, you know, the, we all know that the NFC is the weaker side of it. Is getting a ring on your finger more important yeah. than 23 million or plus or whatever you want? You know, at the end of the day, he's got to go. We still need to re. Uh, Tonyan's a free agent as well as an ease out of contract as well. I think mm-hmm, you've got to mm-hmm. kind of go, do you know what? I want a happy playing with Aaron Rodgers. You've got the quarterback that throws me the ball all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Let's win a Super Bowl. Let's prove everybody wrong that we, we don't blow it every year. And I'll take the less money and I'll just on Twitter tell everyone I'm the best receiver. I, he's got to understand the situation. The money's not there. Don't ask for it. It, it, it seems crazy. Do you think yeah. he should take a leaf out of the, the, the Bucks setup? Because a lot of those guys yeah. take discounts to play with Brady and they're doing it again this year. So, yeah, who knows? The, the, Colts, the Colts are well known for doing it in the era where Manning was there and you had a Harrison and Wayne mm-hmm. and all those guys. They took cuts yeah. every single year. All of the big names yeah. did. And they kept that team for ages and it, and it, it nearly it, well, it did do it and was competitive every single year. So, you know, they need, he does, I think there's an air of like, what's more important money or a Super Bowl ring. And if I was playing American football, 
uh, a great team and I was as good as him, a ring would be the ultimate goal, surely. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And I think that at the end of the day, it's going to reach a point where do you want to play and earn yourself 20 million or are you going to give that up? And the one thing that you've got to remember with Adams and, you you know, George is right when he says that it it is ridiculous that someone like Christian Kirk is getting paid similar or more money. But the fact is, is that he needs to um, he needs to just realise that the, the money isn't there. But he hasn't when, when you actually look at these wide receivers, he hasn't actually earned a large amount of money over his career. Like he's, I think if you look at it, he's earned about 60 million, which when you think you're talking about top end wide receivers, some of these contracts that like DeAndre Hopkins has had mm-hmm. and Julio Jones has had over the years, you know, he hasn't matched it at all. So he has kind of been not getting the money through. And you just sort of feel like you're talking about one year and you're going to get paid 20 million. I mean, it's not that bad. It's not. Um, it's not. But I do I understand the- that players don't like it. The main concern is, at the age that he's at, he's one injury away from never reaching that big contract and securing yeah. his family and et cetera, et cetera, which is the nature of the game, you know. Look at Ryan Chazier, who was a massively promising linebacker and then nearly paralysed himself completely. It can happen. So, again, I, I'm, yeah, I, it's not great. And I do, Andrew, you make some really good points about playing with um, Aaron Rodgers and, and going after that ring, but... I feel like this is just a different scenario where he is too good to to sacrifice potentially any kind of injury and then, you know, that will then stop him from getting what it is he wants to get. So it's hurtful to the team and it may come across selfish, but I think it's the right decision for him. Okay, on the last note of the show, we've had uh, day one of, uh, well, technically day one of free agency. Let's quickly go around the table and say we've seen some of the moves. Who's your one to watch for next year? Early doors. Adam, do you want to go first? I think it's very difficult to get away from the Chargers. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it is. I think I think they are just they 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 need to make the statement that they're going to lose LA if they don't, and they need to make the statement. They need to make a big thing. They already had the offense. Um, now that they've signed Mike Williams again, they've kept that offense as it is. And now they've gone and got themselves some serious um, players on the defence. The one thing, every single preview show that we ever did, Andrew, we were always saying, put your money on the running back who was up against the Chargers. And Khalil Mack is going to help that. And there was some, they've made some other ones as well. I can't remember who they are, but they've made some other good signings. And you just sort of think that's going to help that. And that's, that's why I think they're going to be one to watch. But it's, I mean, it's a ridiculous division. It really is. I mean, I know it's a bit of a cheat code with um, me going with the, the Broncos. But again, similar to Adam, it's, it's almost impossible to ignore what they've done. I mean, I just can't. In that division, it's just absolutely mental. You have Derek Carr currently and, and the Raiders, who kind of obviously sit at the bottom of that QB depth chart in terms of the other competitors in that league. You have Russell Wilson and everything that they have on offense and now defense, especially with Randy um, on that side of the ball and, and the up-and-coming guys like Patrick Sertani second that I mentioned earlier. And then you have Kansas, who are Kansas. Obviously, they've made some moves as well, but they will always be Kansas City and they will always be involved in the conversation so long as they have guys like Kelsey Mahomes and Ty- Tyreek Hill. I know they get found out a bit, 
but they can still get it done. And then Jesus, the Chargers, it's just unreal. I, I, I can't wait to watch those games, man. I really can't. Well, uh, for me, I felt like, obviously, Chargers, the moves they made on today were, were brilliant. But I felt like Bengals were the biggest winners on strengthening that O-line. We saw what mm. Joe Burrow could do when he was getting slammed 24-7 and they've already strengthened that O-line up massively. Uh, I yeah. think the Bengals are not a one-hit wonder. I think they're still one to watch. Um, and, yeah, I don't think we've seen the end of what they're going to be doing in free agency as well. So, although we have, they've just been to the Super Bowl, you know, I, I don't think it was luck. And the moves they've made, I think they won the best of the moves so far in, in free agency. So I'm going to keep them on my radar to see what else they do. Nice. But that's it, guys. We all picked three teams. I did like what the Chargers did. The Chargers were a bit of a favour of what they did, but Adam's already stole that one. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining me, guys. It's great to be back talking about American football. There's so much uh, more to come. Um, the draft is only around the corner. Uh, as I said, George from George on Sports, you can catch him if you want to talk to him about other sports as well. If you follow him on social media or Instagram or anything like that, he'll be talking a little bit about Arsenal, I'm sure. I think there's some kickboxing. I thought I saw some Formula One in there. He's great to go and follow him. Go and follow him. He's new to the team. He's brilliant. Uh, also, while you're at it, follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Like and subscribe on our YouTube. Adam's doing some absolutely fantastic stuff on Twitter. Go and check it out. There's plenty of polls and things to talk about. Uh, he's trying to get to that 10,000 followers. Uh, so I buy him a case of red wine. So if anybody wants to assist in, in that, go and help <laughs> But till next week, guys, thanks for joining and good night.